Welcome to Cancelled. Uh, I'm on a higher note this week because <laughs> we're not watching those last two episodes again. Yeah. These, are, yeah. These are good. These are pre- they're, they're good in comparison. Right. I yeah. mean, I'm like... I'm grading on a very generous curve now because, like, I want to like the show again. That's Kath Barbador, everybody. Hi. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I do as well. And I definitely had more fun watching these than I would have, like, watching the previous four episodes. Yeah, four or five. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Like, I think they're better than almost all of them except for, like, a handful. The early, the early yeah. ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, like, even, like, the uh, like the Pahrumpf one is dumb. That, that two-parter is dumb, but it's fun. Yeah. And, like, this is getting a little bit back to that, particularly episode 17. Right. Uh, we're just jumping right into these. I yeah. Like okay. uh, no, I mean, good. perfect. anything you wanted to... <laughs> no, I got nothing to How talk about. How are you today? I'm not bad. I, uh, I bought... Settlers of Catan, uh, America, Trails to Rails, the America edition. <laughs> so it's like an America map, and wow. it's like the old West For Patriots. Or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's for Patriots. They don't want to play no goddamn yeah, fake country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Catan, is that where Obama's really from? Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, so yeah, that is about it. How about you? How are things going with you? Um, good. We were just talking about, so uh, my show that I'm on premieres on Monday, the 28th at Woo-hoo. 9.45, if you're in Austin. Watch it's on the that. CW. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to illegally put it on the internet so people can see it other places. Yeah, we're putting it on the internet. Oh, okay. So you well, can see it on the internet. not even illegal. Yeah, so yeah. if you're other places, watch it as well. Yeah, th- thank you. I'm not good at this. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can go, just, it's ATX uncensored ish you can like it on facebook and we'll post videos and shit and yeah. uh it's yeah it's fun it's going well it's we really want to be on the air so sure hopefully you've been working on this for like months yeah point. i've been working there since at the end of july brian's <laughs> been there since like june 1st yeah, yeah and yeah. we're premiering september 28th <laughs> i think he's going insane television yeah television we're like sort of we're like, this might all just be a tax write-off for the Some station. Sort of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like they may have just... Some producers that scam where he's got to lose a bunch of money. Yeah, like he just has to hide some shit, like move some <laughs> numbers around, and then yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. like, well, let's get comedy people here and they can entertain the rest of the building. <laughs> and we're just never going to be on the air. But anyway, yeah, so that's what I've been doing. Awesome. And uh, I'm really happy that these episodes were better because... They, they flat out were. Uh, episode 17, I felt like had that real like sort of farce energy yeah where, like everything's going wrong and what are we gonna do and he kind of excels at that that's the one thing he does funny that's like good right like he, that manic energy he because almost everything he's written is about like a team of people pulling something off that right. they like kind of shouldn't be able to pull off <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. like the fun of like it's all like see their pants and everyone's like ah! yeah. and then that is like his his sense of humor kind of just has one note, sure, and it fits with that. It doesn't fit with like really anything, or anything else. Or writing jokes <laughs> or anything yeah. of that nature. Yeah, just, <laughs> it more fits. It fits more with like people running at each other out of two doorways, like across a hall, yes. and they're like bumping into each other. Yeah. Like that's kind of his sense of humor. And like a thing like falling down yeah. at like the right like beat in a scene. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, this is there's a wildcat strike in this episode. The yeah. story is that like the prop department has gone on strike because Matthew Perry was a dick to them uh, during some negotiation. Mm-hmm. That also means that the uh, cue card people, as part of the prop department, so they're on strike as well. So uh, no cue cards. They fucked with all the props. Yeah, they fucked with the props like kind of like like 
they replaced water with apparently grain alcohol at yeah, one point. Yeah, like Everclear and, like, or something, like, silly. Which, by the way, and that's, okay, so she's playing uh, Nancy Grace, and when she like, mm-hmm. goes to take a sip of water, she's like, oh, it's booze or whatever, she starts choking. Uh, I had no idea Nancy Grace has been around for, like, 11 years, Yeah, apparently. yeah. That really bummed me out. It is weird, like, watching this show, because it's, like, 2006, 2007, which is... Long enough ago that we don't remember what was happening sure, then, but sure. not long enough ago that people are super nostalgic about it yet. Yeah, yeah, no one gives a fuck about 2007. So, like, yeah, there's yeah, yeah. a lot of, like, there. it's just, it's kind of a black hole in our, like, memories. Sure. And so, like, anytime they talk, talk about anything topical, I'm like, oh, yeah, that is when that was. <laughs> like, oh, right, you know? Yeah, Nancy Grace, she somehow has been around that long. Yeah, I had no clue. Uh God bless Alice and Janie in all things. Oh, I know. That's the other uh, reason. I was like, this episode is so much better. As soon as I saw her, I was like, even if this one isn't better, at least Alice and Janie's in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank and, God. And she's amazing. And, and she whole... gets to talk to Timothy Busfield a lot, and Maybe they're so, so great. At the end, there's a great moment. Anyway, uh, we'll get to it. <laughs> but uh, Alice and Janie is like, she's hosting Studio 60, and she's like, the cue cards aren't there, so she's fucking everything up. And it's like, watching her bomb at hosting is still the most entertaining thing that's it's, ever been on Studio 60. Right, she is like, so charming. She's so much more charming than anyone who works on the show. Oh, god damn. Like, At one point I wrote that, like, the, and I, it might be in the next episode, but it doesn't matter, that like it's starting to be hard to like any of these characters. Right. Because they're always wrong about all things. Yeah. Somehow, two people will take a diametrically opposed <laughs> yeah. positions and they'll both be wrong. And they'll both be wrong. Yeah, that is absolutely true. Yeah, yeah. Like, even, like, politically, like, yeah. everything, it's like, you, you you are 180 polar opposites, but both incorrect somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because somehow like, the correct. answer was at a 90 degree to right. each of you. The, yeah, the yeah, answers yeah, yeah. were, you're at like north and south, and the answer was like east, <laughs> yeah. and you fucked up, and like, it's awful. Uh, you're yeah. totally right. Uh, that's definitely coming up. I think that's more, I, I wrote that down, I think, in the next episode, but yeah. so, like, so she's screwing everything up and she's like she says uh saturday night live instead of studio 60 yeah. in new york or whatever but she's like so goddamn perfectly lovable right that i don't I, like i would rather watch her host every episode horribly yeah than watch than watch fucking i don't i can't even i can't remember a single other person who's hosted this show lauren graham yeah who i actually very much <laughs> love still i don't give a fuck about uh i also very much like that at one point they her musical guest is supposed to be Macy Gray, but they clearly can't get Macy Gray. <laughs> so like they don't show her. Yeah, she, they do not show her at the, all. You see the words Macy Gray like on the backdrop, and you hear like Wah! in the background. <laughs> yeah, like, this which is so like bad. if you and all, that was another thing though that I was like time period wise, I was like Macy Gray is not popular at that point, right? Yeah, yeah I suppose way post popular. Like, Macy Gray because I remember like riding a school bus when Macy Gray was popular. <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah, like. Yeah. 2000 at the latest. Like, <laughs> that is not like you couldn't get 2007 Macy Gray to be on your show. Like, or what? a bigger, better question why in 2007 yeah. are you booking Macy Gray? <laughs> like, Was that cameo in Spider Man like out at that time? I think, I think like we're getting a lot of it. I, I've been thinking about this a lot with like the kind of artists that they name drop and that they show. Yeah. We're just getting like Aaron Sorkin's musical taste, sure, so which, it's is just, which is strictly late, adult later, contemporary, later years thing yeah, yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's like later years like uh, uh sitar thing yeah loot <laughs> yeah, yeah loot that's the goddamn word i was looking for absolutely it's like mandolin era sting and like i don't know fucking uh what's the what was that chick that was always sold at starbucks 
Uh, Nora Jones. Nora Jones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, and you can tell because like, and it comes like, like the next episode, it's another fucking who the fuck is this person? Music yeah, I, I was Complete thinking that. Nobody. I was like, I have no memory of this being a song no, or a, a band. Never seen that person. Don't recognize the name. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like, and... And it's not good. Like, yeah. it's not even like, oh, I remember this shitty song from back then. Right. It's something you made up, and it's still terrible. So it was supposed to be made up. I don't know. I've never, th- I never heard of any of that shit. That's the thing is, I was like, because they, they play, like, an entire song. <laughs> I, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but, like, this band plays an entire song, and there's, like, a montage to it. But it's, like, not a song that I've ever heard no. or a band I've ever... So I was like, is it, was this written for the show? <laughs> yeah, I bet Aaron Sorkin fucking wrote it. <laughs> uh, so, 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 what's going, so that's happening. Also, at the same time, there's been a bomb threat. Yes. Because they were... Oh, fuck. They're doing a sketch called Muhammad the Thin-Skinned Prophet. Good uh, one. That, and during the... During, somebody saw it during the dress and called it a bomb scare. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I just felt like... Like somebody was like, hey, like the, the network was like, hey, like I know your whole thing is like you're doing the Christian bashing or whatever, but like maybe we need to step it back, spread it out and a little just, bit. He just took a fat fucking snort of coke and was like, whatever, Muhammad, I don't care, let's do it. Uh, That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. they're like trying to diversify a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He was like, like oh, shit, I, know. I don't know who's the Jew god. No one knows Muhammad. Let's do it. <laughs> the Jew god. I, I don't know. I honestly, don't know who they're like. Who their dude is? Like, like is it? It's not Jesus, right? I mean, Jesus is Jewish. They don't really like have a dude. They don't have a dude. Not really. Oh, they fucked up. No, the cool they have a book where all the dudes wrote commentary on oh. the Old Testament and that's like all their dudes. Oh wow. Yeah. Actually, it's kind of smart. It's cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah that makes far more sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. Oh, man. It's like a very academic, but they don't <laughs> yeah. have a dude. They don't have a dude. So, yeah, well, that's I that's guess, why that's, yeah, he, sure. Matt Alby can't like do <laughs> anything some without stupid sketch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh but uh but they, there's like a fucking shot at the Jews. In one of these episodes, yeah, that where, everyone like, uproariously laughs. Loves. They're talking about something about who's making money in Hollywood or something like that. Or it's yeah, like, it's just about it's it's, it's not even about, about Hollywood. No, no, not it's at just all. like white. Uh, they're talking about income inequality and like mm. the average income for white people is like fifty three thousand dollars. The average income for blacks is thirty five thousand yeah. dollars, and, uh, and like the a, Jews in Hollywood are making a sick amount of money yeah, or yeah, something. It's, it's literally the like sick. a sick amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And everyone's like. We love it. Oh, man. <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, so, so they're trying to figure out the bomb threat. Uh, DL Hughley has been broken up with by his girlfriend because he's a womanizer. They're mm-hmm. trying to like give him like personality. Yeah. Outside of his like, I'm a gangbanger from Yale. From like, Yale. Yeah. They're the trying to give him like some sort of personality and they're making him like a, a ladies man. Yeah. And it's not working. No. At all. He doesn't play it convincingly. Although like, I do think in this episode, it's fine. Yeah. Like you see where it's coming, but it's like, okay, this is like a farcy episode. Sure. And so it, like, it's literally like uh, he's got two dates for the prom. Exactly. Like, it's exactly it's like slapsticky, line. like yeah. stupid. Yeah, it's fucking so yeah, he breaks up with he, his girlfriend, breaks up with him. They're supposed to go to Hawaii with Nate Cordry and the British girl. So he invites this other lady who's like hanging out at the show who he knows to go instead. Then wah, wah. Uh, yeah, yeah, the other one comes back. Can I have you back? Can I go to Hawaii? He's like, yeah, sure. Now, who are you going to do? Uh, I also have this thing though, and it's is. Much bigger than this television show. (laughs) 
I'm tired of this idea that women can just slap dudes when they're mad at That's them. That's a really good point. Keep your fucking hands to yourself. <laughs> and like, and it's been a thing like for, for sure forever. A dude's kind of a dick, and you get to hit him. That's not how you don't get to I've do that. I've never seen that in my life. No, I have yeah, yeah. never thought of that as an option. No, of course not. Like, you're a crazy person. That's not what people do. But yeah. you're right. In in, in like it's like media, a trope. Yeah, for sure, a guy. And can I also add this? He's not that. I don't think he really did anything wrong outside of not say like when like he asked him asking the second girl to go to Hawaii with him is not wrong. You broke up with him. Yeah. he's got an extra ticket to Hawaii. Right, that's just he's, supposed to go to waste. And he's honest with it. He's like, yeah, I yeah. just broke, broke up, up with, with this girl. other girl. Yeah, like, yeah. he's totally fine. No one is. And then. He comes back to her and is like, I'm going to be totally no, honest. Like, you. I kind of fucked up. She came back to me, the one I just broke up with. Yeah. I, before I even thought about it, I said, yeah, you can come to Hawaii. She slaps him. Then the other one finds out he asked somebody else to go to Hawaii. She slaps him, too. And I'm like, can you fucking bitches calm down? <laughs> Enough of this slapping shit. It's yeah. wildly inappropriate. It's, it's, it's incredibly <laughs> inappropriate. And it's also like... Yeah, like he didn't do anything, but even if he had, you can't just you slap can't just people. Hit fucking people, <laughs> and it's like the other side of that coin is like, but it, I, I don't think it's really been done in a long time. Is the like slapping a hysterical woman trope, right? Right. But that's like from the '30s. Yeah, you know what <laughs> it I mean. Doesn't happen that it doesn't, often. You don't do that anymore. I yeah. like maybe on Mad Men, but I don't watch that show. But yeah. like, I'm guessing <laughs> that's a. But that's like I don't age know if any, anybody's ever been slapped on Mad Men. Oh, there's but no he, way. No one's ever like a bunch of drunk white business. This men, they've definitely hit fucking somebody, I'm right? I'm racking my brain. I mean, well, like, I'll think about it. Anyway. We'll think on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll come back. But yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah, for some reason, b- women slapping men when they've been, quote, fresh or whatever. Yeah. It's like, and what? Also, well, here's the thing. If he grabs your ass, slap him. Right. Like, but not just like he did a thing you disagree with. Right. Like, that's not cool. I also think it's weird. It felt oddly... I don't know. I mean... It, it felt strangely like retro for him to have like two black dates too. <laughs> sure, like not that that is like it wouldn't be there's, weird. There's nothing wrong with that for, for sure. sure. But yeah. just like just like in this that like there first of all there are no black women ever in any episode. <laughs> like that's why. Like that's why it's so weird. Hundred percent right because there's first two <laughs> black women ever in the show and he's right. banging both of them. Right. Yeah. And so it's like it's well like it's just weird to like you can't. Yeah, fathom I, I, that a black guy who does comedy would like maybe go out with a white woman also like, there's a couple of lines there's a line where like he's talking to someone i can't remember who it is but like he's like i'm not a womanizer you're trying to convince this person mm-hmm. he's not a womanizer i think it's the i think it's the the second the new girl that he's going to take to mm-hmm. hawaii and she's like oh really and she goes like uh he's like i've heard the story she's like i've heard the stories and he's like oh those those are stories what stories and he's like uh mariah carey (laughs) yeah beyonce (laughs) go fuck yourself (laughs) first off they're the only two black women aaron sorkin just knew that's That's all it was the whole thing it just seems so like not happening in the same universe as the rest of the show like that's not fucking beyonce keenan from fucking (laughs) snl it's not happening no matter how funny he might fucking not even nine years ago or whatever like never 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 gonna happen (laughs) Uh, fucking nonsense but yeah but also like aaron sorkin you couldn't have thought of any other black celebrities right yeah just the two biggest ones biggest rock stars (laughs) yeah oh that really annoyed me (laughs) because it's like this of this idea that like that he doesn't get that like all right snl 
Let's pick whoever the hottest person on SNL is, right? Will Ferrell in his heyday. Yeah. He's not fucking Beyonce. Yeah. Or whatever yeah. the white version, if we have to be racist, whatever the white version of Beyonce yeah. no, was yeah. at the time. It's yeah. not happening. Like, rock stars and comedians don't exist on the same levels. Right, right. It's like, it's, the, I feel like the only thing, like, remotely close to that is, like, Andy Samberg and Joanna Newsom. And <laughs> that's, like, not close I, I at all. I don't even know who Joanna Newsom she's is. A, she's, so like, an indie not, pop. So they're not like, close. Yeah. Like, I <laughs> no Beyonce's name. No, I don't know who Joanna Lewis is. Right. It's uh, like not even remotely the... Uh, Stephen Weber's back, which is why the Thank episode God. is immediately better. Yep. Uh, he's kind of mostly just involved in the uh, bomb scare storyline. He has a great line that I actually really like where... Uh, so like the, they're trying to figure out... And like Timothy Busfield the whole time is like, some fucking Muslim's going to ruin my show or whatever. <laughs> and they're like, how do you know he's Muslim? And he's like, Good fucking sketch about Muhammad. Let's fucking use our heads here. Uh, and of course, it's not a Muslim. It's two fucking... It turns out it's two like stoner two kids. tweens. That were at the dress rehearsal and was like decided to do it as a prank or something. But like they leave his... Uh, they leave their phone behind. And they're like, how did you figure all this stuff out? Because like, they get his na- their name and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, you guys figured all this out tonight? And then Stephen Weber's just like, the FBI's open on Fridays. Like, <laughs> and I know that's Aaron Sorkin writing it or whatever, but the delivery is yeah. really funny. And like that moment, I'm like, God damn it. Welcome back, Stephen Weber. <laughs> we missed you. We missed you so much. <laughs> he, um, also, he also gets to play drunk again in this, yeah. which I think he's really good at. He like, really is. He plays it like... Because it's subtle, it's not like so many people do cartoon drug, and it's like he's just like a little too close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little like, loud, yeah, but then it's... like quiets himself very quickly. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. It's, it's very, very like professional guy who's drunk. Yeah. Like, uh, but there's... yeah, so he's like drunk because he's scared. I guess I don't know. He, but like, there's the bomb threat, and then they call the two kids, the two hoodlums, and yeah, like yeah. the FBI. They comes, come to pick up their. They come to pick up their phone, which I like that they called in like. They called in this bomb scare and then forgot their phone, so they just came back to, <laughs> yeah. to use the phone or whatever. Um, I don't remember if it's th- – is it this episode where Sarah Paulson is, like, keeping all the actors hostage so he- she can talk about fucking Matt yes, Perry? Yes, and I, I wrote down – I was like, all of these people are bad friends. It's very true. They're such bad friends <laughs> that they're telling you to get back together with this guy. Yeah, like, <laughs> fuck all of you. You're monsters. A hundred percent. But there's also a moment where, like, she's like, she won't let anybody leave. She even says, like, uh, I have seniority. Sit down. That's not yeah. how fucking comedy works. Yeah. Like, they up. call the fat guy Rook again. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They brought that horseshit back. Um but he, uh, but she's like, she won't let anybody leave until they can, like, because one of them says something about, like, oh, we're going to have to listen to this shit again or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, what do you mean? I want to hear this out. And I was like, this is exactly how the audience feels. This just held hostage by this fucking <laughs> terrible storyline no one cares about. Um, I, like, there was, like I, as much as I enjoyed this episode, not a whole lot happens. No, this one felt very self-contained. Like, it's just, yeah, like, for sure. it's... About the show that they're having that night, which is a disaster, right. and like all and the honestly, little funny, all, all that stuff works purely based on Allison Janney's awesomeness. Yeah, like she like uh, so like they fuck up the the cue cards. There's a spot where she's supposed to have like she's supposed to get shot, and a bunch of squibs are supposed to go off, but then they don't go off on time. So she like sells. Oh, I thought you shot me. It looked like you did, or whatever. But yeah. like it's all her selling it. Just her all, charm. They all her charm, and they work. Like she's supposed to. There was supposed to be money in a wallet that she's supposed to offer mm-hmm. some like valet but it's not there and she's like how about if i offered you this 
beautiful wallet that's uh, <laughs> worth fifty dollars. Yeah, whatever. like she she covers all that beautifully. And then the end, I actually really there's a point where like she fakes getting shot, but then she's not getting shot, and she goes to like she's pissed and she's leaving. Yeah, and Sarah Paulson's just like mimes that back at her, and she's like, oh, that's going on a gif on my computer. Or whatever. Yeah, she's yeah. Like, like, <laughs> I was like, like oh, oh, it's classic, it's so good. Uh, but then at the end, like she goes up for the good nights, and she's like. Like, just going, like, this place is a mess because Matt Perry was yelling at the fucking prop guy. So they start, like, she's just, like, going yeah. off. And Timothy Busfield's like, hey, I cut off your microphone right after goodnight. So I know you just look like a lunatic. Like, and he, they have this moment where he says, like, you know, it was a shit show, but still better than digging a ditch, isn't it? Like, yeah. you have the most fun in your life. And then she kind of, like, gets goes from being angry to, like, laugh smiling. And I'm like, god damn it, can't this show just be about you two? Can't every yeah. all the other characters just leave? And then you guys just be the show now? Oh, that would be so great. I would gladly but watch. But I really the, did, like... Like, the post-years uh, CJ Craig and whatever. I can't <laughs> remember his character's and, name. Um, Danny Kincaid. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I would love to see what happened to them after fucking <laughs> the White House. That yeah, no, I watched this episode. We Monday we had like a really shitty day at work on Monday and like everyone was just kind of like annoyed with each other and, and shit. And then I yeah. watched that episode and they're like, It's better than digging a ditch, huh? And it like really like touched, <laughs> touched me. <laughs> I was like, you know what? It's true. Like I feel yeah, yeah, like yeah. it was corny, but I was in the right it was like the time we were talking about how when you're hungover, sure. like you get a I was emotional. just like She's uh, smiling like I get it, man. I, if get I'm it. Gonna, I would be lying if I didn't say I got a little choked up at the end of this next episode. Uh-huh. Yeah, who? Nate Gordon's a great actor. Fucking a, yeah, 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 yeah. he's really good. He's re- I don't know why he's not doing more things. <laughs> yeah, he um, really should. The only thing I knew him for before watching this was um, he played in my like my favorite episode of Thirty Rock. He plays uh, oh, the Lemon's gay roommate. Roommate, yeah, yeah the, the gay, gay cop, cop, the gay hipster roommate. cop roommate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all I known. I knew him from. All right, and he's really good in this episode. Yeah, fantastic. Um, yeah, it's it's really yeah. This one is like it starts fun and then gets progressively Way less fun, over the top, serious. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would like more of the announcer guy. Yes. But all possible. There's, <laughs> yes. a, there's like a Don Pardo-esque announcer guy who like, I can't, is he supposed to be slow? Like, I can't tell I, what they're writing He seems for. like, to me, I was like, you're, like, he's existing in a different show. Yeah. He's, he's like in, in, the, in the comedy version of whatever this show is I was thinking he's in like Studio 60 by like David Lynch. <laughs> like, that's who, he's the announcer. He's a little weird, but he's also like, just like, he can't. There's like like he so uh, Matthew Perry tells him in the very beginning like you said Studio City during the dress rehearsal not Studio Sixty and he's like no I didn't what? yeah like he's like very confused <laughs> yeah. and he's like old he's kind of playing like a confused old man right uh, yeah and it's unclear but he's definitely like at the very least eccentric and possibly has some developmental issues, issues. Uh, <laughs> at which point when like right before the credits they do the opening of the show and he absolutely says Studio City and it's yep. kind of like oh well Matthew Perry put it in his head but he's also kind of like weird and then he comes back later yeah, he's, he's like, at the very end hey, I totally said Studio City. I was watching the tape. That's weird. Why did I do that? Like, yeah, he was just like, why? Yeah. <laughs> so, so strange. So weird. Um, but yeah, I loved it. I was yeah, like, that's great. I would like him to do that in more things. Uh, uh, way more Stephen Weber again. This one yes. much heavier. Yes. There's, uh, there is problems with the ratings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Stephen Weber because while he's supposed to kind of be a dick, he's the only one dealing in the real world 
right. with facts. He's, like, good at his job. He, yeah, he's <laughs> the only one who is. Yeah. He literally at one point says, like, uh, they tell him to, like, like he's telling uh, Amanda Pete that, like, the ratings are down. And she's like, he, they are averaging a 5.7. And he's like, yeah, over five months. In the last two months, they're averaging a four point blah, blah, blah. They're losing all these numbers. And he's like, if you're going to come at me with numbers, you might as well come at me with, like, uh, don't be mad about facts or something. Like that fact. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, fucking A. Tell this bitch what's up. And I shouldn't be dropping <laughs> bitch so hard. But she's getting really fucking annoying yeah. in this episode. And it's all because she doesn't want to talk. Like, she's dating Bradley Whitford, and she's finding it hard to broach serious subjects with him. Mm-hmm. Which, okay, I guess that's a thing. But, but you're the fucking head. You're the pre- – <laughs> well, I'm sorry. You're the president of West Coast Entertainment. <laughs> yeah, whatever the, uh, fuck, whatever that the means. fuck that means. Uh, <laughs> but you should be past that horse shit. You guys are both high-level executives. Right. You should be able to separate you, – You, like, this – you should have at least taken this under consideration when you decided to date. Right. Like, when this shouldn't be, like, coming and, up and... And be pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the sexual harassment storyline is back in this episode. And with the lawyer who, like, is she a lawyer? What the fuck does <laughs> she, she might, do? She might be an escort. I honestly yeah. don't know what's happening. <laughs> like, because she's supposed to be, like... She's, like, if she's a lawyer, she's a really horny lawyer. She's the horny... <laughs> that sounds like a sketch they would do. The horny uh, lawyer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the horny sexual <laughs> but harassment But they would lawyer. call it the world's horniest <laughs> lawyer. That's what they would call it. it's exactly what they would call it uh and it's so like there's two things in this episode that are so like they just got aaron sorkin written fucking all over them Mm -hmm. one is the sexual harassment lawyer who's still like a sexy broad right that's so him it really is just really is and the other thing is steven weber keeps talking about this computer program that can write oh, right. free yeah, plays. Yeah, this one is so, like, I forgot about that, yeah. It's such, it's such a coked-up fever dream of his. <laughs> yeah. He's just terrified. Yeah, yeah, well, he's clearly, like, that's another thing in, like, all his work is, like, he is so terrified of technology. Yeah. And, like, yeah, he comes up. Steven Weber has this program. Not only... Is it like an automated, like, it'll help you structure your screenplay? It's like, it'll put a car chase where you need a car chase. And it's like very specific. It's not like not enough happens here or like there's too much dialogue. It's like, yeah, too much space between action. It's like, no, you need a a funny scene between a black guy and another minority. Like, it's very specific. And it's from the, he's like, it's from the creator of uh, something called like Primal Blue or something blue. And you're like, you know what that is? And no, he's like, you take, it's a program where you put in a song. And it'll fix what right. It'll make it, a hit. make it a hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, literally nothing can do that. <laughs> like you, like things only become hits because of like weird things in the world where right. everyone's on the same page at the same time. Right. Not because there's not the right number of beats or whatever. Yeah. Like if that was the case, fucking all the, like there'd be a fa- like they would just make the same song a thousand times. Yeah. And that would just be hit. It and they would sense. have like perfected the song, yeah, and then there'd exactly. be one song like. Yeah, it that is very very him. And and it's also very him that there's they're like it's supposed to represent this like larger issue oh, yeah, of yeah. like, you know, artistic integrity and shit. And then it also comes up there's the whole argument about like you opened with the war. Why did you open with the war? You only opened with the war cuz I told you not to. <laughs> like just all this like it is it's sort of back to kind of his 
bread and butter. Yeah. But after how terrible these other episodes were, I'm fine with it. Thousand percent fine with it. Like, tell me more about this robot. Like, let's go. Yeah. I will also say that the the sketch that they're opening with the war. Uh, one of the better sketches of the better that ones. have been on the show. The yeah. premise being that, like, it's okay. So it's t- it's kind of a thing of the time, but it's like the surge in Iraq, uh, and the, it's a press conference, and Nate Cordy saying how the surge has been an unqualified success, mm-hmm. and I, then then the fat guy's like this. The surge hasn't happened yet, so I'm not sure how you can say it's a success. Yeah. It, like, it might be a failure, and he's like, it's only a failure if you say it's a failure. And it's just, like, weird parsing of, like, language or whatever. It actually kind of worked. It went way too long. Yeah. But it kind of, like, the gag worked a little bit. It's Yeah, and it's, like, again, of the time. Yeah, it makes sense. And it's, like, social commentary, but it's, like, about words. Like, it's, like, what he can actually do. It's, like, stick right. to that. Don't stick to – and the other thing that I made a note of because I thought it was funny is at the end, the Amanda Pete's like, you should have opened with your closing sketch, <laughs> which was the Thai therapist, which was just an Asian lady therapist who says, because everyone deserves a happy that's ending. The whole gag. The entire gag. That's the closing <laughs> Bit. Yeah, yeah. She's in like a bikini. Yeah. Or not a bikini, but like a swimsuit. She's in like a one-piece swimsuit. Yeah. Uh and it's like it's it's like looks like a like a rub and tug like Chinese massage place yeah. handwriting. And then it's like that's it. That's the whole And gag. they're like on Far East Airport <laughs> yeah, Boulevard. It's like, what the fuck? You should not only should you not open the show with that, you should shoot whoever wrote that sketch in the head, dump them on a in a ditch off Far East fucking boulevard. Because it stinks. Uh, stinks. But Nick, she and she said they should open with yeah. it. It's like you no got one her in a swimsuit at the end. You put her up front. Yeah. Uh, Ridiculous. Uh, the other sketch that they show though is uh, Nick Cage's cooking show, which <laughs> yep. like screams Saturday Night Live. Yeah, if, like, they would if Nick Cage was that. still relevant, they would still a thousand percent do that. Uh, and that guy's Nick Cage wasn't bad. So it's good. I mean, he did he do the Nick? Yes, he did the Nick Cage before. I know yeah, he did yeah, the Tom yeah. Cruise. It's, I feel like it's his only two. Yeah, no, voices. he gets he gets brought in to do that. Isn't he on Big Bang Theory now? I think that guy is. I'm Problem. pretty sure. Yes. I've shook my head at the microphone. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> fucking podcast listeners. I have no idea who's on yeah. that show. Uh, I feel like the kid from Roseanne is sure. on that show. The one who oh, no, was like uh, Be- uh, Blossom is on the show. Blossom is Blossom's on it. Blossom's on it? Okay. Yeah. But also the, the, the one who was Darlene's boyfriend. Oh, maybe. I don't Who like know. lived next door and I think ended up living in the house. Whatever. I, I literally, I'm basing my knowledge of this off the DVD cover. I've, I've <laughs> yeah. never seen I've, an episode of oh, it. I've never seen an episode of it. No one, like, I, I mean, millions of people. Have, I almost right. said no one has. It's like all I, know, all I know about is whoever's on it, they have more money than we will ever have in our <laughs> ever lives. Have in a million years. <laughs> um... So then, uh, Matthew Perry's giant drug addict, and you yep. can tell because of absolutely nothing. Yeah, like because the the shows have been bad, but like I guess again from our perspective, we are given no indication because every sketch has been stupid <laughs> right. from the beginning. Honestly, this is the first time I've kind of liked two Thought sketches a, yeah. Yeah, on an entire episode, so it's been a wild increase in, in uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's in, a 200% quality. like yeah. increase. Uh, but the PA who I love and I I wish I could remember the character's name or the actress's name, but she's great. Uh like comes in and he's like she's like if I ask you a question you promise you won't fire me. He's like I'm not going to fire you. He's like are you high right now? And he's like how did you know? And she's like <laughs> My mom took like 30, yeah. 30 Percocets a day when I was nine years old. Uh, and he goes off on this thing of like, you know, it was like 
kind of depressed when Harriet broke up with me and I, I took some pills. Uh, but you know, as soon as we get a break, I had to keep writing the show. As soon as we get a hiatus, we'll, we'll, you know, I'll stop taking the pills or whatever. And she says, like, my mom said the same thing. Your, your mom wrote television? I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. Your mom waited for a hiatus in her television show? Your mom was upset when Harriet broke up with her? I don't yeah. know what you're even talking Which about. Which part did she say? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, she leaves. No, but then she's like, but then she killed, killed herself. Yeah, yeah. She cut her wrist a year later or some yeah. such shit. Uh, and it's like... Which it's, I, like... I'm just imagining being that person and like, I feel like you have to get a little bit of a charge out of telling him that your mom killed herself. Oh, yeah. Which is like, kind there's, of a, there's a little bit of her that's been waiting for someone right, to like, be on drugs. Wait so for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait for it. I gotta drop My mom cut her wrist. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you know how you, you know, because she said slit her wrist and not killed herself. Yeah. Like she went for the dramatic she, effect. Theatrical. Yeah, 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 exactly. She got a little charge out of it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, Oh, by the way, the lawyer from the sexual harassment form uh, for the sexual harassment horny lawyer is from uh, the law firm of Gage Whitney, which is from uh, West Wing. Oh, it's the yes, law firm it's that, where Rob Lowe works. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, no, it's they. I, I is it? I thought it was the one who represented Leo. Oh, it could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think. Uh, you were probably right. But whatever, it's definitely from... It's There's a... a which I was like, all right, I'll take that. Like, this, like I'll, Throw me a little Alice and Janie, a little reference to West Wing, <laughs> I'm good to go. That was... Although, going back to the last episode, they do talk about... Like, they reference West Wing, and it's again like, well, if you're referencing West Wing, who is Timothy Busfield? <laughs> like, <laughs> yes! Yeah. And the last time she says this, yeah, she's like, I was on a show called, the last time I did this, I was on a show called West Wing yeah. or whatever. It's like, then who's then in who your headset? <laughs> oh, fuck, I didn't even think about maybe that. Maybe that's why they're friends. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, he's that's great. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, like, it's, it's just that, like, weird overlap of like, well, then. What's, What's going funny on here? All right, so there's a lot happening. Who is Bradley Whitford? <laughs> You're on West Wing. <laughs> oh, man, I didn't think of any of that. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, it was really funny. Um, there's a lot going on with Nate Cordry in this yes. episode. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we find, like, Sarah Paulson and Simon, or Sarah Paulson's like, hey, so it goes to D.L. Ugly and's like, uh, his parent, Nate Cordry's parents called me. They haven't heard from his brother, who's in Afghanistan or whatever. Normally he checks in before the show, but we can't tell him. So like while the show's going on, and like she comes back when she's like, they still don't know anything. We gotta tell them. Tell them what? You literally just yeah. said they don't know anything. What? And are you the gonna... entire reason was because they didn't want to tell him yet. Yeah, like... and that's why. Why the fuck do you think they're calling you? They have his number. Yeah, it's not like they need to go through you to get them. <laughs> also, though, I do like it's it's very sweet to imagine like the kind of analogous situation of like something if if like. I don't know, like Bill Hader's parents are like calling Andy Samberg because they don't want to like bother Bill. Like that's yeah, really yeah, cute. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's pretty adorable. Fuck yeah, you it's like really sweet. Uh, <laughs> I do like that Simon, uh, when she comes back the second time, she's like, we have to tell him. If we're not telling him, it'll be fucking a mess out there. Yeah. And it's like the end of the show where our ratings are hurting the most and she's like, you're, you're talking about the ratings right now? Really? Uh like that was like the only real moment in this entire fucking yeah. run of this television show to me where one of these guys might be concerned about the ratings of their show. <laughs> and he even says, like, yeah, I'm concerned about my job. I don't have a movie coming out this summer or yeah. whatever like you do. Uh also like like 
there's literally no positive to telling him. Zero. Zero positive. It's not like he's like ratings above everything. It's like you don't even have a reason. Yeah, you don't yeah, have a good yeah, reason yeah, yet. Yeah. Like, it's not like you tell him and then he's going to get in his fucking jet and fly over there and find his brother. Right. He's just going to have a terrible time trying to the, do comedy. Exactly. Like I'm so team... D.L. Hughley on this. this one, for sure. If my brother dies while I'm doing comedy, like, don't interrupt my set later. to tell me. He's gonna be dead when I'm done. <laughs> exactly. Fuck. He will continue to be dead. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. nothing I can do. Uh, but again, so this whole thing is interspersed with Matthew Perry talking to the sexual harassment lawyer because now he's getting named in the countersuit because he told someone, like, somebody called asking for a reference for the girl mm-hmm. who's who's suing them and he told her that she stunk but he wasn't really there yeah uh, I, I, it's boring and no one cares like this it's whole some storyline loophole but the whole so now it's more just, just reasons for him to talk to the horny lawyer to the horny lawyer exactly uh, who is like way into him keeps like trying to get him to like ask him out or whatever and she's not even like confident sexy flirty she's just like hey y'all wanna <laughs> fuck me like she's really <laughs> fucking aggressive uh <laughs> And she keeps telling people, like, hey, you'll let me, like, she says something like, to, hey, you'll let me know when he's over uh, Sarah Paulson or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you barely know these people. Why on earth would they, they yeah. don't even have your number, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I know you've been inexplicably hanging out here for the last <laughs> few weeks, but, like, they still are your friends. Work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amanda Pete and Bradley Whitford have a big blowout when finally she's, like, the whole thing about, like, oh, you fucking opened with the war. She finally is, like, you have, sometimes I have to be the, well, your girlfriend and sometimes I have to be the president of sure. whatever. Uh, West Coast programming. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and it's, like, and, and he's, like, yeah, okay. Like, that's the, yeah. the, and the whole conflict is, like, yeah, you're right. Uh, and then he says something about, like, the war sketch, like, didn't work because sometimes sketches don't work. Mm-hmm. And, like, it worked the most of any of your sketches have ever worked. <laughs> uh, I don't like, and this whole thing, and they keep going back to Matthew Perry with the pills. Eventually, Bradley Whitford is like, Confirm where are the fucking him. pills? I know they're in here. And he's, like, going through his desk. And he's, like, he says, like, why even bother with the pills? He's, like, what are you on? Percocet? Vicodin? You got Oxycontin? Hope you crush it up. That's yeah. how you get high right away. <laughs> he gets like, his, like, again, another person getting a charge out of yeah, getting yeah, yeah. to, like, unload their personal shit. Yeah, yeah. It just <laughs> using Matthew Perry's drug addiction as a sounding board for their own um, problems. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, he said, like, he's like, I'll tell you what, why don't you even skip all the pills and get right to the real stuff? Get, a, get an eight ball of cocaine, <laughs> mix it with some baking soda, <laughs> heat it up, then cool until it comes into a rock, and then you smoke it. Like, <laughs> Did Bradley Whitford just explain how to make crack on this show? <laughs> also, there's no way he was on crack. Like, I know he was a coke addict or whatever, but, right. like, he was just doing cocaine. Like, Matthew yeah. Perry wasn't fucking trapping up in the kitchen <laughs> cooking pies with Fetty Wap. He was just making fucking, he was just doing coke. Yeah. Uh, he was so excited to get that yeah. out that he knew how to make crack. <laughs> yeah, that he just such... wants people to think he's cool. It's fine. For sure. Uh and and that leads to the fucking dumbest scene ever where he's like, so what? You're doing pills, right? And he's like, I was. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. until when? He's like, like an hour ago. <laughs> and Riley Wave was like, oh, oh all right. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's not supposed to, it's not played like that's a joke or like. No, he, he's like, oh, you gave up on the pills. Good. That's how drug addiction works. Yeah. And I, it was an hour ago. Congrats, buddy. Yeah. Well, oh, well, phew. Do I look like, do I an egg on my face? Like, he's like, really like. <laughs> No, yeah. he's li- like, I can't tell, but it's also I can't tell, like, 
is he lying to him? Because yeah. we don't see him do any more pills. Like, an addict would, would say that. Because, right. like, he, he pats him down and he takes his fucking, like, he's like, well, I got him. And he pulls it. Pill bottle out of Matthew Berry's jacket and it's Flintstone vitamins. He was like, I you know, because you I really keep like your vitamins your on coat. your person yeah, yeah. in your coat just in uh, case. He's like, where the pills? He's like, I got rid of them an hour ago. It's like I, I wasn't writing the show well, high or so or sober or, or any better high than I was sober. Uh, but that's just something a drug addict would do to lie and hide right. his pills like, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, but they don't play it. There's no, there's no evidence of that. Yeah, like, I mean, that I, would like, like if later if it ends with him like sneaking a pill. It's like okay, I get it, he was lying. Right. But they play it like he really has quit now and everything's An fine. Ago. Yeah. But also, he's been doing pills for I best I can tell two weeks. Like, right. Yeah. At most two weeks. Like so. definitely. You want to nip that shit in the bud, sure. But, but also, let's he's not, not gonna not. go. With, he's not gonna get like dope sick. Yeah. Like, <laughs> taking taking like a Vicodin every once in a while, yeah, like kind of fun. The, not it's, the it's best fun. for you, I, but I, you'll I, be okay. I actually was just listening to uh, of all things Joe Rogan's podcast. He had this guy on, Doctor Carl Somebody, who's like like the board of science, mm-hmm. the president of the board of science at Columbia. Like he's a real dude. Uh, but his whole thing is like addiction. What we think of addiction is completely false. Mm-hmm. And like, eh, opiates aren't that bad. Most people can take a pill every <laughs> once in a while, and it and it's it's fine. Like yeah. that's not how addiction really works, right? Uh, so I'm like, I just listened to that, and now I'm watching this. And I'm like, oh, he's probably fine. <laughs> like, he's just having, as far as I can tell, he's had six pills. Yeah, like over he's two had weeks. A tough- Time. It's been a rough week. Yeah, cut the man some slack. Like, have you ever, have, like you've never broken up with a girlfriend and gone a few drinks, like and gone on a little bit of a booze bender. That's, yeah, there's no difference. Uh, <laughs> have you ever heard that Morgan Murphy bit about how taking Vicodin when you need it feels like wasting it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, when you have to take it because you're in pain, you're like mm-hmm. bummed out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's great. Uh, and then, so he quits. And then there's this thing where fucking uh, the PA comes back in mm-hmm. and is like, she, she, he's like, let me, she's like, let me tell you, you're gonna feel terrible. Yeah. She's like, it's gonna be the worst thing that's ever happened to you. But stop trying to talk this guy back into taking pills. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's she's a good just point. going off on like how horrific withdrawal is gonna be to a guy who has only been off pills for like an hour. Yeah. Like, uh, but she even says, like, she says, like, uh, there's, like, the receptors in your brain to make serotonin and dopamine or whatever. They don't make it anymore. And it's like, she, what she says, she's like, Miss America could walk in yeah. here and hand you a Pulitzer Prize and you'd be depressed about it. <laughs> and, uh, and, like, really, okay, that you can clearly tell what Aaron Sorkin's motivation is in life. Which right. is pussy and, and awards. Like, yeah. that's literally <laughs> the only things he cares about. <laughs> Uh, That's a really good point. <laughs> Those are uh, clearly his motivators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trophies. That All kinds of trophies. Yeah, exactly. Female, <laughs> women, trophies. Women, precious metals. metals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then, uh, so uh, Bradley Whitford and uh, Amanda Pete have that breakdown like at the rat party on the roof in front of the worst green screen I've maybe ever seen. <laughs> uh and she's like drinking all this orange juice. Yeah. She's just drinking a bunch of orange juice, and she's like, "Actually, if you have a carton back there, just bring the carton." And he's like, "Why are you drinking?" And it's like one of those. Oh, she's pregnant. Maybe it's a whatever. Yeah. And he's, she's like, "I haven't felt the baby kick uh, in a while. Normally, like all day, and like normally, if I drink orange juice, it'll he'll kick mm-hmm. or she'll kick or whatever." And he's like, "All right, come on, you're coming with me." 
and he takes her to the prop room. Yeah. And she's like, what are we doing here? <laughs> he's like, oh, we've done like a thousand doctor sketches. Hold on. And he gets a fucking stethoscope from a, a prop stethoscope. A prop stethoscope. And he like puts it up against her stomach. He's like, oh, I hear a heartbeat. I do think Is I he, did think that was a funny gag though, where she's like, "Yeah, that's my, my heartbeat." Yeah, like that. My, how do you know it's not my heartbeat? <laughs> Hilarious gag. But is he retarded? Yeah. <laughs> what are you? Are like, you if you're serious? actually concerned, why go to the cut doctor. out the middleman? Go there, to the doctor. At no point. Let's say. Your roommate is a doctor, and he's out, <laughs> yeah. but he left his stethoscope at home. You don't go back to your apartment to use a stethoscope. You take her to a fucking doctor. They have him there. They he's have him there. They totally have him there. <laughs> it's such a... It doesn't make any sense to his character. Yeah. Who's like a successful executive. Yeah. That'd be that stupid. And action-oriented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and eventually he's like, all right, we gotta go to the doctor. You, you know what? You're right. I didn't even think that that might be your heartbeat. I forgot you had one of those. Right. Let's go to the doctor. <laughs> uh, at which point on their way to the doctor, they get interrupted by Stephen Weber. Uh, it turns out uh, that Nate Cordry's brother has been taken hostage in Afghanistan. Uh, and they're, or Iraq or wherever the fuck he is. And like, I like, there's a, in the last episode, I didn't really give enough of a shit about him and the British chick. I right. even wrote down like, be careful what you wish for. Cause I've been wishing for more of them. And this is what they give me and it stinks. I didn't yeah. care about their, like, we want to go to Hawaii, but we got to make sure he gets a yeah. date or whatever. It's stupid. But I felt like this episode, they did a really good job leading up into this moment of making me give a fuck. About yeah. Nate Cordry and the and the and the British girl, like I I enjoyed their relationship. Him coming off of that episode and being like, oh, I didn't think that episode was particularly good, and like they're like flirty, but she's like, but they're also kind of having a real conversation. Yeah, and it's it was very like, sweet, and they have really good chemistry. Yeah, and um, yeah, it felt like very genuine, and it also then raised the stakes because a lot of the tension of the episode is. Do we want to ruin his good time? Yeah, yeah. Because after, instead, they still haven't told him. There's like a whole rap party going on. Yeah. Like, Let him go to the rap party. We still don't know anything. And uh, he's like, you know what? I didn't have a good show, but like, I still feel okay because I like this girl, girl and we're going to yeah, have a like, good time oh, at the yeah, party. Exactly. And, you know, and uh, it's like very sweet. And then, you know, it's Aaron Sorkin, so they gild the lily a little bit. But yeah. still, like, <laughs> but you do feel... You do feel that when, 100%. like, Bradley Whitford's looking at him, like, yeah, 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 Fuck. yeah. There's a moment where, so, like, they go and they tell Simon first, and Simon, t- and I do like that relationship between Nate Cordry and Simon yeah. as well, where Simon has this sort of big brother protector thing for Nate. It mm-hmm. goes back to the Pahrumpf episodes and whatnot. Like, I like that relationship. So when he, uh, they tell him and he just takes off running to go find him. Um, it reminds me very much of maybe my favorite moment in the West Wing, where the, uh, the the Oval Office is getting locked down because there's some sort of threat, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Where's Charlie?" And they're like, "God, oh, I can't find Charlie." He's like, "No, you don't understand. If Charlie hears there's a threat at the White House, he's not. Nobody's going to be able to stop." And then you just see Charlie come barreling through the door, <laughs> like knocking Secret Service agents <laughs> over. Uh, I love that moment. It's that great relationship between Martin Steen and, and Charlie. Yeah, yeah. But it's the fakest, dumbest thing. Yeah. Secret Service would have shot him dead. <laughs> yeah. You can't charge the West Wing <laughs> when it's on lockdown. And just barreling through fucking Secret Service agents. Uh, I'm, we might have to do a fucking West Wing uh, podcast. Right? Uh, so, uh, so, so he goes taking off after him, and mm-hmm. like, I, I, it, there's a, it's played well where you don't hear what's happening. You just see like, yeah, him. You see 
uh, Dio Hughley facing you, and like you see the Nate Cordry's back, and like you know what he's telling him, and like he looks over his shoulder and sees Stephen Weber and Bradley Whitford, and then her just like she just like puts her hand on his shoulder, and it all plays really well because they took the time to make me give a shit. Right. I guess in this episode. Right, and they did. I they I don't think they overplayed their hand on it. No, it wasn't too. Yeah, nothing was nothing. Their the their relationship did not feel forced. Yeah, it just felt like these two people like each other. There and like it was fun in the way that like. She's like when they're talking initially. She's like getting her dress hemmed or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're like, "She's like, I got the legs or whatever." And it's like, "Oh yeah, you do." Like so, they're like flirty. It's cute. Yeah, it's cute and it's flirty. But then there's also like legit like concern for each other and whatever. Yeah. Like it, it, it felt very much like a real relationship. Uh, very much the opposite of Sarah Paulson and Matthew a Perry. Like, could percent. not be more night and day. Uh, exactly. <laughs> uh, at which point they they go like taking off back to because they're, yes. they're going to like the new. Like the control, the control room where they have like the news video going. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I, those men all run terribly. Like, <laughs> may, I don't know if you watch them they run, all... but they, they barely jog. It's the like they're kind of they're almost skipping. Yeah, it's like the it's like hey man, I, I, like I know you can't really do anything when you get there, but like run. Like yeah. if you're going to make the you're, effort of running, they're run, running. Man, man. They're running like um like like when you when you're doing running a... across the street. You know when like you're like oh I'm gonna, oh you're letting me cross things and you you just pump your arms to make it look like you're running. I was I was thinking they look like uh when you're running after you've crossed a finish line and you need to just stop running. And you can't just stop <laughs> right away. <laughs> they are kind of like chest out a little bit. And just yeah, like like, oh. like big steps. <laughs> yeah. uh, but they get. They get there and it's like the three like there's a video and it's like the classic sort of Iraqi hostage video. They're on yeah. their knees. There's guys behind them and like I felt like ev- ev- like Nate Cordry fantastic in that scene. Like his like try like he doesn't want to believe it. He freaks out. He throws a thing at the TV. All of it awesome. And I, and I also felt like kind of everybody did a good job in that moment. Yeah, there yeah. Wasn't anybody, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't anybody that like really overplayed it. Yeah. I don't think like it wasn't ham-fisted the way this easily could have been. And I was thinking that too. Like I wrote that down because like he does throw shit at the screen which could be a super hacky like yeah, thing yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah. But the way he does it is how people do that in life where like he's not like sobbing. He's yeah, not. Yeah. He doesn't even look anguished. He just needs to like do something. something. Yeah, yeah. Which is like that's how that happens it doesn't happen where people are like, like yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, what, exactly. what happens when people get that upset exactly so like yeah i just thought and i think you're right like because like the solemnity of everybody else kind of watching it and sort of calming him down but also being like we fucking get it and right like, right, right yeah and then, like I, Stephen weber is like look we're gonna take you to the news like where the actual news is done because we'll you'll know everything as soon as everybody like we know it right uh we're flying like we've sent the jet we're flying your parents in like he is these it, things usually end well. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And him in particular, him the I just fucking love Stephen Weber because, like, he's they write. He's the only character that I feel has like real depth because it's so easy to write that character as like the corporate honcho dickhead, right? But he has shown multiple times that that's really not him. He plays that role because he has to at times because he's he good is, at his job. He's good at his job, but he is still like a person and a decent one. Why is it the show about him? <laughs> uh they, he leaves. They're gonna go to the thing. Uh, there's a moment where Amanda Pete's like, 
why does that guy have an axe? Or it was like, oh, yeah. oh my god, that man has an axe or something to that effect. And he's like, Bradley Whitford, will you shut the fuck up, please? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, we all know he has an axe. Maybe don't bring it up. Like, yeah. Let's not call good, attention no, to that axe. He's not a lumberjack. There's nothing good <laughs> going to come of that axe. Uh, but then he has to still take her to the emergency room. Right. Because she hasn't felt a baby kick. So all this stuff is happening at the same time. And I very much like... That they wait for Nate Cordry to leave to do that moment. That's those characters are like human beings right. about it. Like they're like, wait, and they're like, okay, have you had anything to drink at the party? No. Okay, you drive her to the emergency room to tell you what's going on in the way. I gotta stay here to take care of this. I do think that line was funny to me though, where he's like, She'll tell you what's going on on the way. It's like <laughs> yeah. that she doesn't have to tell the stranger yeah, 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 that her baby yeah, yeah. might be dead. Well, like it's, a, it's weird to be like, <laughs> yeah. I'm driving you to the emergency room. You don't, you're not, we're not gonna, I don't need to know why. It's right, right. That, yeah, it's yeah. Be, you know, it'd be a little, that'd be an awkward <laughs> car ride where you're just like, so the Mets, huh? Like, what, you have to have some kind of conversation. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I understand that, but I just thought that was But funny. yeah, also, like, agreed. Way to blow up my spot, that, yeah, Bradley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now like, I have to tell her if I yeah. wasn't into it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, you'd figure it would come up. I don't know. It was just funny to me. Uh, but then, like, th- that's where I kind of half expected, like, to see Matthew Perry take a pill. Which probably would have right. been a little ham-fisted and unnecessary. But right, but... What I've come to expect from this show. <laughs> exactly. Um, this show has committed worse sins than having Matthew Perry take a pill in that sh- moment. Uh, for sure. But that's why it leads me to believe that he really has quit. Right. Because this would be the stressor <laughs> of a moment that would force someone to take a pill. Right. Uh, so, well, we oh, haven't, maybe next like, episode, who knows. And it, well, it goes back to your point of, like, we haven't really seen him have a bottom or like no have really any consequences besides his ratings slipping slightly but even that's like i feel like we're not supposed to attribute to the pills we're supposed to attribute it to harry and maybe can i add to the fact that he doesn't have a fucking writing staff yeah maybe that's why your show isn't that good (laughs) because you have two brand new people writing ideas that he then has to write himself yeah uh but yeah but that being said by the end of this episode like I was a little choked. Like, yeah. the Nate Cordry stuff got me. And then, like, her, I'm, I am like, oh, fuck, like, the baby's still, that's still a thing. Like, all right, this was, there's some legit drama happening. And I do I do think they handled the shift in tone well. Very much so. Like, I think because of all those people playing it really right, where, like, like, I, I don't know. I feel like that could be done in a way that was very jarring, and I didn't feel For like sure. it was. I don't think it was. The sure. only way that it was jarring was the way that it would be jarring if it happened. It happened in real life, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because a jarring thing happened. Right. But yeah, they they allowed all these characters to sort of be the realest any of them have been the whole yeah. episode, so that when it happened, it's like, oh, shit, something just happened to these people. They have to react to it. Yeah. I, so are you are you back in? I'm, uh, these two episodes got me back in. I think I'm, I'm like, back I, in now. I'm a little, like, I'm nervous to I'm, say that, because I, I feel like they could fucking drop off real hard next episode i don't want to get burned again i'm scared <laughs> i've been burned before too. by the show but uh, i fe- i'm cautiously i'm, I'm dipping a toe in the water yeah, yeah for sure uh, anything you need to plug uh I'll watch ATX my show Dish yeah next monday atx uncensored dish uh monday through friday at 9 45 and then we're on right after snl on nbc monday through fridays on the cw awesome yeah uh oklahoma city i'm in you next week on the 30th if you're in austin i am judging the dog beard and mustache competition yes. this weekend on saturday at the mohawk <laughs> it's for a good cause i watched a video the other day of this dog that looked like fucking sam elliott and i love it i am so excited <laughs> uh, you're gonna have the best time I, oh, you you're gonna no quit idea. comedy and be a full-time I just be a dog, dog judge. judge if that's a thing i would 100 percent be 
be that. Uh, did you see the video of the guy? There's a guy, and I want to say it's El Paso. It's somewhere in Texas. Uh, he's this old guy, and he's like he has his. He lives on the end of this road where he had a, him and his brother had this barn, and all these people kept dropping off dogs. So just like <gasps> I don't want a dog anymore, and he would drop oh off God. his dog. So he's taking on all these dogs. He has a dog ranch. He has a dog train. He has a <gasps> little train where each dog has its own little car to sit in, and then he <laughs> takes them out on little fucking trips around the town and oh through the woods, God. and it's the greatest fucking thing I've ever seen. I feel like this is a glimpse into your future. I fucking hope so. <laughs> uh, please I give up every comedy dream I ever had. <laughs> for a dog, dog conductor are you serious <laughs> uh follow us on twitter all that good shit tell your friends see you next week bye